This is the day that the Lord has made. Blessings upon you. Thank you for coming to worship. We have seen another example of America not being at its best this week. Um, I'm sure it pains your heart just as it pains mine to live through this and to imagine um, the folk who in their immediacy of life lived through this, some of who are, are grieving passings. Um, it's hard, isn't it, um, to see our country be this way and to recognize that apparently this is part of what our country is. Um, so there's work to be done among us to become the better selves that we want to be, that we seek to nurture in ourselves by being at worship. So thank you for being here this morning in the face of what you see and feel in our world because it's in this place with the uh, powerful life transformative spirit of God that uh, we will find our way forward. So let us center ourselves and uh, get ready for worship. Thank you. cosmos is the God of our lives. What an amazing life this is. We sing our praises to God and open ourselves to the power and guidance of the Lord our God. God has touched us and leads us toward our better selves. Thanks be to God for this amazing grace. Thanks be to God indeed for this amazing grace. Let us remain standing as we join in our hymn of celebration number 90, Ye Watchers and Ye Holy Ones.
25 years ago, Hallmark decided that we should have a Pastor Appreciation Day. So they were instrumental in getting that started. And they chose the second Sunday in October as Pastor Appreciation Day. So I would like to have you please follow me in the bulletin. We give thanks for our pastors for they have been called to serve our congregation by preaching the word, serving the sacraments, visiting our sick, pastoring to our needs, and being in ministry along with us. We give thanks to God A sacred charge has been given to our pastors and a holy responsibility to serve the church, our congregation, and our community. We to support our pastors and the holy work of the church as we recommit ourselves anew to uphold our church through our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. We stand by our pastors to give them strength that they may faithfully fulfill the ministry to which they have been called. May Jesus Christ be praised. Amen. And we would like to thank Walt and Rachel for all that they have done in the short three months that they have been here. I know they've been working very hard. And we want to say we really do appreciate that. We give them thanks. And we look forward to our future with them as our pastors. So please join them at the hospitality table after our service to say hello and thank them. I think that I am safe in speaking for Walt when we say we appreciate being a part of this loving community that expresses God's grace and love to the community so well. So thank you again for expressing your appreciation to us. Let us go to God in prayer. Almighty God, you reach deep into your pockets filled with mercy to fill our empty souls. Refusing to be in the condemnation business, you rebuild our shaky foundations with your everlasting love. You, cry, you hear our cries of loneliness and lament and reach down to lift us into your presence. Good and generous God, we give you thanks. You save us by our grace so that we may joyfully serve our sisters and brothers. You slide over to make room for us at your table. You step into our shadowed lives to take us by the hand and lead us into the light healing word, we give you thanks. You calm our impatience so that we may tell of God's presence in our midst. You silence our grumbling to teach us joy's anthem. You shower us with kindness so we may overflow with love. Spirit of obedience, we give you thanks. God in community, holy and one, we give you thanks for your steadfast love even as we pray as Jesus has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. Receive a reading from the Word of God. 
Create in us a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within us, according to your grace and mercy. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear today's scripture. Our reading is from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6 and 8. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of grace and love, with which God loved us even when we were dead through our trespasses, makes us alive again together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is a gift from God. This is God's word for God's people. Lay out your treasures in heaven, O people, lay out your treasures in glory, where nothing in this world can take them away. Oh, listen, people, hear the Master say, come and lay up your treasures in heaven, O people, lay up your treasures in glory. Thank you, choir. What fun having a choir like this. You all appreciate them, don't you? My sermon is a, a little different this morning, so I invite you to uh, uh, settle back and uh, let the words 
move within you and let your thoughts wander as they might. <laughs> to a good place <laughs> by the end of the experience. I woke up too early Wednesday morning and I was scared. A light had flashed through the blinds and there was a rumbling, crunching kind of sound. Someone rolling the trash barrels across the backyard, I thought. What's this about? What's going on? Fear crept in on me. Fear that jumps levels like at a popping sound. What was that? Fireworks. Gunshots. Good God. What's going on around our country? Good God. What's going on outside my bedroom window? Perhaps some of you have felt this way on occasion. Scared. I woke up too early Wednesday morning and I was worried. I felt exposed. The rain falling hard and the booms of the thunder with the flashing of the lightning, the elements of the natural world asserting themselves. I had just finished a Gutterson book about the girl having visions of the Virgin Mary and how she camped out and was exposed to the elements all the time, and how she took this exposure in stride. Nothing too weird, nothing too unusual for her. Yet there I was, worried in my warm and dry home about the rain and the wetness and the coldness and the darkness about the people exposed to it in Texas and in Florida and in Puerto Rico. As if I was exposed to it too, with them. Good God, I wondered, how are we all going to get by? Perhaps some of you have felt this way on occasion, worried. I woke up too early Wednesday morning and I was lonely. I moved through the darkness, passing open doorways and vacant rooms. The sounds of voices and movements of bodies now gone. Things were where they belonged because that's where I left them. No one left to move them. No one to break the quiet. No one at all. The street lights illumined the empty roadway outside my window. No one going anywhere this time of night, I thought. No one around at all, anywhere, I thought. No one even passing by me.
to look in my window and wonder about me there inside. It's really just me here by myself. Good God, no one even knows I'm in here. Perhaps some of you have felt that way on occasion, utterly alone. I woke up too early Wednesday morning and I was confused. There was a glassy shimmer on the reflection of the moon in the puddle outside the window. I'm not sure why it caught my attention. The sprinkler pellets would splatter the image as they hit and then it would reform again. Something about seeing the moon by looking down that drew me to it. Wondering about the marvel of it all. The world is mixed up. I look down to look up. The universe is found inside an atom. Black holes, quarks, ice particle dunes on the moon of Titan. It makes no sense. But who cares? It all happens around us regardless of us, really. How does any of this make sense? Good God. Maybe some of you have felt like this, confused. Well, I woke up too early Wednesday morning, and I've got to say, I was just bored. Go back to bed, I told myself. You need to be in bed. But my mind couldn't motivate my body. Why go to bed? Why stay up? Why did any of it matter? Insignificant creatures skittering around, doing this, doing that, to no avail, to no... I wonder about the bugs. I wonder where the bugs go when your community floods. I wonder. I wonder about how far the birds fly when they go off the coast. Do they get tired out there? How do they rest when they're way out there? Where are they going? Unless you think of something more interesting than that, go to bed, I said to myself. Tie that monkey up and go to bed. You're boring me, really. Good God. Perhaps some of you have felt like that on occasion. Utterly bored. I woke up too early Wednesday morning and I felt empty, vacant, kind of dead. My eyes darted around the room. My thoughts beckoned my hands to move the covers, but the covers wouldn't move. 
The light linens were now as heavy as lead, and I could not budge them. Move your arms, I thought. Come on. I tried to lift my body up by kicking my legs out to pull me up, but nothing. No reaction. Nothing there. Empty. Vacant body. A shell of myself laying there like I had been all poured out. This seemed like an end. This seemed like some kind of an end. Good God, am I ending? Perhaps some of you have felt this way on occasion. Just done. I woke up too early Wednesday morning. And amid all the feelings that we people have, the emptiness and the boredom, the confusion and the loneliness, the worry and the fears, Feelings that sometimes come from being startled into a heightened awareness from an unconscious slumber. Feelings that sometimes vent our recognition of what we call the human condition. Estrangement, alienation, sin, death. Amid all these feelings, an alternative and a contrary feeling can start to grow and make itself known within us, a feeling that is more than emotion. It is a, it is a sensation of the body Relaxing. A sensation of the heart being reassured. A sensation of the mind being calmed. It spreads within us like a a drop of color spreads out and changes the water's hue. As warmth moves from appendages to torso as we hold our hands over a fire. A feeling of grace. Of God. In spite of it all. Amid the all of our lives, we are touched by God. And if we let it, that reality affects us. We are awakened to a new life, 
we sense the promise of well-being and an inner peace that surpasses all understanding. A spiritual reality spreads within us, assuring us that God is present. And we are spared. Amid life, we are awakened to a new life, a life beyond the veil, a life within the light. God has heard the cries of our soul. God's Son has prepared a pathway for us home. And God's Spirit has taken our hand and is leading us there. An alleluia forms on our lips from the bubbling up of our heart and soars out our mouth to the heavens. Alleluia! Our soul says to God, Alleluia. And in the core of our being, we know that God lives and all will be well. It is well with my soul. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. It is well with our souls. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. For the power of God's grace to save us from ourselves. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. God's grace. Provenient justifying, sustaining. Unmerited gift for all. Unmerited gift to you and to me. Gifts of love from God that make a world of difference in our own lives and in the lives of those in our community when we waken too early on a Wednesday morning. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Alleluia indeed. Before we take our offertory this morning, we have a gift from a member of our congregation who is going to talk about the reasons in which, why they give and how God speaks to them in the process. So I'll invite Boyd Donovan to come forward at this time. I only have a few minutes, so I'm going to start from here. <laughs> I've been threatened, so I'm, I'm starting my timer now. 17 minutes. Start. 
Good morning. morning. I'm Boyd. And I'm so excited. I keep it inside, though. I'm like Renee. I'd like to, I would love to flit about and see all of you. I'm so excited. I want so much for our congregation. Are you excited? Yes. Amen. So, starting with that, I have a few minutes, okay? Two. I'm a visual learner. I've been learning about stewardship since Sunday school. In my 20s, the preacher set up 10 oranges on the, up here and said, you get nine and you give one to the church. I like to think I'm reasonably intelligent, but I'm pretty simple-minded. That made sense to me. <laughs> that was important. And I've been, I've been learning ever since, since Sunday school, since my 20s, when I became a father, uh, so I've been learning ever since. And, and I acknowledge that all of that comes from God. And as we hear in our prayer during the offering, when we offer up the plates, we know that what we're given is so immense, but what we give back is a token, an acknowledgement that, that God is in our lives. And we are grateful stewards of his wealth. We should also be reminded that we give from our hearts, not out of legalism, but out of our hearts, out of what we feel that God is doing in our lives. And when I say we, I mean me. I'm talking about me. This is about me, not about you. This is your relationship with God is your relationship with God. And what you do with that is is your business with God. So we shouldn't be giving out of threat. I don't give out of threat. I used to when I thought that that's what I was supposed to be doing, but now it's out of devotion of my heart, part of doing God's work. I know that my giving goes to service in many, many different forms. And so therefore I give regularly. It's not, it's automatic. I I just do it and then I worry about the rest and I trust God. I have faith that the rest will come about. So there's no reason to delay. It's a, it's a stewardship principle firmly fixed in my heart. Because I love God, I want to acknowledge his greatness and his goodness. So in 1994, we came to this church. My then wife and my boys, and things changed. Because you can't say the D word from up here. You can, I can. Right? So then I moved to Ventura. Life changed. I still came here. In 1998, I went to Orange County to be closer to the boys, and we still came here. In 2005, by the grace of God, and grace is in my life from God, we came back to Ventura County, and we came here. And yes, I met my now wife. Yes, that was a motivation to keep coming here, but I was motivated to come here already. This was my family. This remained my family and always has been important to me. This is where God has brought me to worship. And by him, I'm going to support it in any way that I know how. Amen. Oh, three... Two. <laughs>
responding to the amazing gifts that God has given to you, you have the opportunity to give back to God just a mere token of the gift that he has given by presenting your tithes, gifts, and offerings to the church. these gifts as the tokens that they are meant to for our efforts to say thank you for all the times our earnest prayers say good God 
that you remind us in the midst of our loneliness, our emptiness, our fear, and our worry, that you are present and your grace is ever flowing out to us so that we might receive that new life. Use these gifts that others might experience your grace as well. Amen. Amen. Let us remain standing as we are able to join in our closing hymn, number 590. join hands and get in connection with one another. You have this in your bulletin to take home with you. I share it now since Boyd's left me a couple minutes. <laughs> I'm mooring my rowboat at the dock of the island called God. This dock is made in the shape of a fish and there are many boats moored at many different docks. It's okay, I say to myself, with blisters that broke and healed and broke and healed, 
saving themselves over and over. And salt sticking to my face and arms like a glue, skin pocked with grains of tapioca. I empty myself from my wooden boat and onto the flesh of the island. On with it, he says. And thus we squat on the rocks by the sea and play. Can it be true? A game of poker. He calls me. I win because I hold a royal straight flush. He wins because he holds five aces. A wild card had been announced, but I had not heard it being in such a state of awe when he took out the cards and dealt. As he plunks down his five aces and I sit grinning at my royal flush, he starts to laugh. The laughter rolling like a hoop out of his mouth and into mine, and such laughter that he doubles right over me, laughing a rejoice chorus at our two triumphs. Then I laugh. The fishy dock laughs. The sea laughs. The island laughs. The absurd laughs. Dearest dealer, I with my royal straight flush love you so for your wild card. That untamable, eternal, gut-driven, aha, and lucky love. Christ Jesus is our wild card, and you go today in the grace of a loving God. Rejoice. Blessings of mine.